Assalamu alaikum jamian and uh, welcome everyone in another episode of Ask a Doctor. As you know, we are still in November, which is the awareness month uh, all about men's health. And it's an honor for me to introduce Dr. Farahad Janahi, who is a uh, assistant professor of surgery at Muhammad bin Rashid University and also a consultant in neurology uh, and mediclinic city. Uh, Dr. Farhad, it's not the first time that we have invited you in a podcast, Ask a Doctor. You're actually one of the first who we interviewed we talked about prostatic cancer at that time. We would like everyone who's hearing us today to also look at the podcast, uh, Pro Prostatic Cancer, and it is uh, very informative and, inform uh, and important. But today we're going to talk about uh, benign prostatic hyperplasia. So it's a pleasure to have you, Dr. Farahad. Thank you, Dr. Lamy. Thank you for having me again. It's my pleasure to be here today. Uh, so. Going back to the topic, we have received a lot of questions from the audience uh, who were following me on the Instagram channel. And uh, they, have, they want to know actually, what is benign prostatic hyperplasia? So can you give us an overview uh, of what it is and how it differs from prostatic cancer, let's say? So about the prostate, so prostate is a gland which uh, sits at the, below the bladder and the urinary passage, the exit of urine, passes through the prostate. So the function of the prostate is to produce uh, about 70% of the semen, the ejaculate, okay, which is nutrients for the sperm, which comes from the testes. Um, prostate disease, we classify them into three. One is prostatitis, which younger people get it and can be symptomatic. Then uh, prostate cancer, which we spoke about it before, it usually happens, it, it's rare to happen below age of 50 and usually asymptomatic. And then our topic today is benign prostatic enlargement, okay? And uh, benign prostatic enlargement is a natural phenomenon, okay? It starts, prostate gets enlarged as we get older. And uh, it usually starts to get larger after age of 45. And that can cause symptoms to the patient. Um, Dr. Farhad, what kind of uh, symptoms and signs would we expect in someone who's having a prostatic um, enlargement, prostatic hyperplasia? And do they come um, soon, like in early stages? Yes, so prostate enlargement, as the prostate gets enlarged, it puts pressure on the water passage, on the urine passage, okay? And as we said, the urine passes in the middle of the prostate. So prostate is the size of our walnut juice, okay? And as a male person gets uh, older, the prostate gets bigger and sometimes can get bigger from inside. So this water passage becomes narrow and the patients, the symptom that they complain of, they, the flow of urine gets slower, okay? Um, then they go regularly to the toilet, okay, because they're not emptying their bladder. They have this feeling of incomplete uh, emptying, okay? So after they urinate, they feel there is something left that didn't come out, and they go again and frequency. And uh, another one is that it wakes them up at night. So they wake up at night to go to the toilet. 
So these are the main symptoms, okay? Uh, also, I have to note that some people have large prostate, but they are asymptomatic. We don't need to treat them. We just need to reassure them. I have patients who came and did an ultrasound for different reasons, and they found that they have a large prostate. And when I ask them if they are asymptomatic, we say we don't need to treat them. So it's, it's a natural phenomenon. But if it causes obstruction or obstructive symptoms, then that's the time that they need to seek um, uh, help and they need to see a urologist or their family doctor, and then we, we start to treat them. Uh, Dr. Farhad, actually, when you're talking, you reminded me of the symptoms that we can actually get in kidney stones um, or actually ureteral stones. So um, is that something that could be one of the differentials when somebody comes with those kind of symptoms? Yes, absolutely. So any, anything that can block the passage of urine, okay, uh, it could be prostate in an elderly person or it could be many other, it could be um, strictures, you know, uh, infection that can cause similar symptoms, yes. So if they are symptomatic, they need to see their doctors and they need some investigations. Mm -hmm. Dr. Farhad, how common is getting prostatic hyperplasia, benign prostatic hyperplasia in men? Is it something that every man is gonna get? Um, is there any risk factors that increase the chance of getting benign prostatic hyperplasia? A very good question. Yes, so every man will have some kind of symptoms of uh, prostatic hypertrophy or enlargement. It's very common. Okay, some people have it very mild. Some people may have very severe. And then the end of the spectrum is retention. When a man cannot pass urine and they are in severe pain and they come to the emergency uh, department and they need emergency catheterization to pass a tube relieve their obstruction. And our aim is not yeah. to get to that point. So people who, who have symptoms, because it's a very slow growth, okay, it comes gradually, gradually, and they ignore, ignore, they're waking up four or five times a night, they're not being completely, and then suddenly it becomes complete obstruction, and they end up in emergency department. So our aim is to prevent that to happen. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Dr. Farhad. This is really very important information. And I got a question from actually my, my teenage son, and he told me, can uh, prostatic hyperplasia happen in, young, um, in younger adults, or is this something that only comes with age? And if yes, uh, when, when does it happen? Very, very intelligent question, yeah. So when we talk about hyperplasia, okay, that is a histological um, diagnosis, okay? That is when they look at it under microscope that they tell us the cells are hypertrophied, okay? So that can happen earlier, earlier, I mean, earlier by early 40s, okay? But the symptoms usually happen, you know, much later, after uh, age 45 and above. Thank you, doctor. And this actually comes us to another question here. Um, you said that if somebody has the enlargement but they don't have symptoms, they don't need to be treated, you just reassure them. How about those who actually have symptoms? What are the treatment options that they do have and does it have any side effects? Um, thank you. Just again, to the, we go back to the last question. So young people, young male in their 20s, what we get is another symptom, another uh, disease of the prostate, which is called prostatitis, inflammation of the prostate, and that's quite common, okay? 
those people, they, they prostate is inflamed and can cause similar symptoms, okay? And the treatment of that is completely different uh, than, than the prostate enlargement. Um, for prostate enlargement, so first of all, uh, we assess the patient, we assess the size of the prostate, and usually we do a test called the urine, urine flow test, okay? And another test that we do to see how much remains after the void urine. So these are the tests that give us an indication how symptomatic, how bad is the obstruction. So after those assessments, sometimes we may just need to reassurance, um, some lifestyle changes like reducing caffeine, okay, not to drink uh, water before going to bed. So if we can treat them that way, conservative uh, management. Then if uh, still they are symptomatic, then we start with some uh, oral medications, okay? Um, we have different medications for them and, uh, you know, the urologists usually prescribe um, either herbal medicine or some kind of uh, medications. And some of them, they may need uh, procedures, uh, surgical procedures. Okay. So surgery is not for everyone, right? So I, I believe it depends on the clinical status uh, of the Absolutely. patient. Absolutely. And the, and the option and the, you know, patient's wish. So some people don't like to, because once you start this medicine, it's a lifelong medication. Mm -hmm. So some of them are young and they don't want to get the side effect of the medication and they may opt for surgery or, or people who, who have uh, severe uh, obstruction, okay, that they are nearly going to go into retention, acute urine retention, we offer them surgery. Uh, we have different surgical procedures, okay, um, we, uh, in the past, long past ago, a uh, long time ago, okay, we used to remove the prostate. Then we have this endoscopical procedure, which we resect the prostate. Uh, then we have laser, and we have a new technology called Resume. Uh, and this is where we um, uh, inject steam, Bukhar, into the prostate. And uh, it shrinks that Bukhar, that steam, will shrink the prostate. And this is proven to have no side effects, very safe. And this is an alternative to patients who are taking medications. What's the name of this procedure again, doctor? It's called Resume, R-E-Z-U-M of the prostate. Uh, it's a very safe procedure and we do this procedure regularly. And uh, it really doesn't have any side effect. This is a day procedure. Uh, we can do this procedure on patients who are on anticoagulation such as aspirin or warfarin, um, and it's quite safe. It can be done as a, as a day procedure, as I said. Thank you, doctor. It's good to know that there are choices. And of course, uh, medicine, as uh, any other industry, is developing. And it's good to see those kind of um, changes in, in treatment methods. Uh, Dr. Farhad, is there anything that you want to tell the, because there's a lot of men and women as well listening to us today in the podcast. So is there anything that you want to tell them in terms of uh, screening or early uh, detection uh, test that you would advise? I advise all uh, our audience that make sure if uh, you're men and listening, if you are going, you are waking up at night, going to the toilet, if you feel you are not emptying your bladder, uh, please consult your doctor, okay? And for their female partner, the same thing. If you see your, you know, um, your husband or your brother, they're frequently visiting, uh, they keep going to the toilet, 
make sure you advise them to seek help. Um, doctor, I, I believe that some, they're kind of shy to go um, to um, seek the consultant or the urologist because of the sensitivity of the examination itself. So is there new methods to detect um, static hyperplasia or does it have to be through digital exam, you know, the clinical diagnosis? Yeah, so many men are afraid to come to see a urologist because of digital rectal exam. Yes, we don't have to do digital rectal examination. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now we have an ultrasound. Every urologist has an ultrasound in their office. So we can do a transabdominal. It's a simple test. Okay? And we can measure you know, roughly a good uh, measurement of the prostate and a good idea about the size of the prostate. And what's more important is we can measure post-void residual. And that determines how much is the, you know, the residual urine after voiding, and that will give us a sense of how bad is the obstruction. Excellent, excellent, that's good to know. Um, and there's just one thing that passed um, by me now is, uh, when you talked about the lifestyle, so example said, uh, cut on caffeine at night, or maybe not drink so much water just before bed. Um, what other, um, let's say healthy lifestyle habits that uh, men should consider to reduce their risk of getting benign uh, prostatic hyperplasia? So, I'm not aware of there is any special supplement or anything that reduces the size of the prostate. There are some uh, supplements such as soap palmetto, it's a, it's a plant extract, which kind of have anti-inflammatory and it eases the, um, the, uh, the passage of urine. So it basically relaxes the prostate. Um, you know, we advise all our patients to be healthy, exercise regularly, eat healthy. Um, but the main symptoms, if they have issues with the uh, urination, okay, to seek help. And at that time, their doctor um, will order the appropriate tests. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Farhad. I'm sure uh, a lot of people have uh, listened and benefited from uh, this uh, interview, short one. Um, and before we end it, uh, Doctor, would you like to give uh, any other advice to the men who are listening to us uh, today? Yeah, so in, in my opinion, all men try to go to a urologist or your family doctor at age of 40 and do a check, a baseline test, an ultrasound, okay? And then from there, maybe annually, just for a checkup. Um, it's nothing to lose. And as I said, they don't have to be examined by digital rectal examination. So they shouldn't be afraid of. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Farhad, for your time. And it was always a pleasure to have you. And inshallah, we're going to see you in another coming uh, podcast in the future. I would like to thank the audience. And um, your, uh, it's a pleasure to have you all. You can uh, listen to it on the podcast channel and also you can view it on the YouTube channel. So see you all and have a good day. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank, thank you, you Dr.